Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Did President Biden ask President Xi anything about getting to the bottom of the origins of COVID? Uh, so, the, on the origins of COVID, the two presidents uh, did discuss the health security and transparency is a key part of that. Uh, as we have repeatedly said, the PRC is not living up to scientific and public health norms for data and information sharing. We have said this before, so that is nothing new. And we are the international community. We've said this needs more data. They need more information uh, to make clear the determination uh, uh, on the origins of the pandemic. We continue to work with our partners around the world to, to press China uh, to fully share information and to cooperate with the World Health Organization. So this has come up many times before. before. But it came up today. I'm just saying that the two presidents did discuss health security. That that did come up. Okay. Did the president ask she uh, about the findings of that congressional investigation that the Chinese were trying to infiltrate the Federal Reserve over the last couple of years? We don't. I, we don't have anything to share on that. Okay. Beyond uh, beyond the uh, the readout that you all got. All right. Welcome back. It is Monday. We're gonna do it again. Uh, let me start here by saying yes. I know. I said Friday. But I was tinkering with uh, the entire video process. So today was the first day that a video was released. Now, if you'd like additional content, my videos will literally have nothing to do with my podcasts. <laughs> so if you uh, enjoy listening to the podcast and you want to see something else uh, and listen to something else, you're definitely going to see something ugly. Keep that in mind. Um, and it won't always just be me. But uh, you can check out the videos as well. Uh, they're only, I'm going to try to keep them somewhere realistically between five and eight minutes long. I'm sure it'll go a little over here and there or a little under. But that's more or less where I'm trying to keep them. So if you like additional content, you can check out the videos that I do. I'll give you all the rest of the information at the end of this podcast. Otherwise, let's get into it. Um, okay, first off, before I address the whole uh, China phone call with Biden. Uh, let's start with Trump. Okay, uh, I saw a report come out and, you know, Fox News has been going bad for a while. Now, I do cite articles from Fox News. Uh, particularly, I like ones there from Fox Business. They're kind of hard when you get those type of numbers. It's, it's a little bit harder to fudge the numbers and make stuff up. So I generally, I feel that reading on Fox News is more reliable than watching on Fox News. As a matter of fact, I think uh, I probably stopped watching Fox News just shortly after the 2020 election. And prior to that, I only watched uh, specific people. Just like after that, I didn't watch the news as much as I watched specific people to see what they had to say, but that only lasted for a short time. And even now, you know, I haven't had cable in forever. So, but even now, I don't watch any of it at all. Most any type of uh, conservative news that I absorb 
is generally on AM radio. That seems to be my home. And besides that, I have plenty of apps and trusted sites that I go to to read for myself and look articles up and whatnot. Uh, that being said, Fox News, uh, they haven't had Trump on. I think the last time he was on in the article, it said with Hannity in April, and they haven't had him on for over 100 days. Now, we know the owners of Fox News are not real fond of Trump. They specifically didn't care for the way it went after the election where Trump was saying that, uh, you know, there was Tom Fuller going on and cheating going on, that he actually is the true winner of the 2020 election. So they, they got to a point where they stopped anybody from talking about the 2020 election. They did have some of their people that worked there uh, rebuke him and make statements about it. And for the most part, they tried to ignore it, just like this 2000's, uh, 2000 mule that came out by Dinesh. Uh, really good documentary. Uh, very, very interesting and intriguing. And I honestly believe that a lot of the stuff should be looked into by the authorities, not saying that it's going to, but it should be. Um, they won't talk about that either because, again, it alludes to them cheating in the 2020 uh, presidential election, and the owners do not like that. Well, they haven't had Trump on for over 100 days. That's where I was going with it. And reason being, uh, I think that they don't like that he continually brings that up. But also, I think they are trying to dethrone him. I think that they would like to see another GOP frontrunner. I don't believe he is the one that they want uh, to be running for president because, in, you know, overall, they don't really like the guy. Um, so because of that, he hasn't you know, spoken with anybody, you know, especially Sean, uh, Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity and him are supposedly friends, uh, but he hasn't even talked to his friend uh, Sean Hannity has mentioned before that he gets to do what he wants to do on his show. So that, that kind of makes you wonder about both. Do you really get to do what you want on your show, or do they have some say in who you talk to on your show, but you can talk more or less about anything you want? Or uh, is Sean Hannity not interested in talking to you? Or is it just one of those things where you know they, it, they just haven't had anything really to talk to him about, and they don't feel the need to, so they're covering everything else? Hard to say. I know the November elections are coming up. My guess would be one of the reasons they're not talking to him is they want to keep the focus off of him and more on the candidates at, who are running for office, and they want to beat up the other side and make sure all that is the main focus of the November elections. Could be. I'm not saying it is. It's just a guess of mine. Um, probably an educated guess there, well, I guess. <laughs> Depends how educated I am. Um, uh, yeah, something else could be that they just, again, don't like him and just don't want to have him on. Um, hard to say. But Fox News continues to deteriorate, uh, even though they are one of the strongest news outlets currently on. You know, I think that there's still that growing distaste for them, and they're going to continue to bleed viewers. It would be smart for them not to go the same route that CNN went, and basically destroy your own company. They should uh, stay strong, stay with conservative and fair and unbalanced news, and you're going to have your different people on there. You're going to have some liberals on there. You're going to have conservatives on there and try to do the best you can with it where you're a trusted source. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be just like everybody else where no one's going to really pay no mind to you. You're going to lose your ratings. In turn, you're going to lose money, and I'd like to see how they uh, think that they're going to pay these big stars. I don't know what Sean Hannity or Laura Ingram. Uh, or um, 
Tucker Carlson. I don't know what their salaries are there, but I'm sure they're not small. So Fox News better tighten up and not piss too many people off. They should have Trump on. I, I don't see any reason not to, but again, my educated guess was that they're trying to focus in on the November election, so they don't really want to talk to him. All right. Going back to the phone call that the sleepy, uh, creepy idiot that's in the White House had with China's president, there's a lot more wrong with that phone call than not asking about the origins of COVID. Now, I appreciate what they're trying to do with COVID, but let's be honest, COVID is yesterday's news. Nobody cares anymore. The only people that are still being affected by COVID are people that are in deep blue states that are being abused by their leadership there. So for them, it's still as real today as it was two years ago, and they're still being forced to do things that they don't want to do, and their lives are still being altered and changed, and they are being ruled over uh, by their rulers. The rest of us don't really care about COVID. Is it important to know where the origins of COVID began? Of course it is. Do you really believe that you're going to get any honest information out of China? If you do, <laughs> something's wrong with you. So I, I think that's less important. Uh, and, you know, that topic can be discussed. We have time to discuss it. COVID is fading away slowly but surely. We're getting all back to normal lives. And this will be studied and this will go down as a moment in history. I'm sure that's going to be a very dark moment in history for the United States. And the truth will be revealed at some point in time. I think more pressing than that is the conversation about Taiwan and Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi uh, obviously has a trip planned to go to Taiwan um, the United States is looking to uh, back Taiwan and start to send them weaponry and money, just as they do with the Ukraine, to help them prepare in the event that China decides uh, it's going to do a hostile takeover and reclaim Taiwan as its own. China's president already said and already claims that China, that China owns Taiwan, that it is part of China. Uh, he also said that you know, it is unadvisable, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's unadvisable for Nancy Pelosi to go over there and consult with the leaders of Taiwan because, again, you know, he believes that that is their island and any type of, uh, any type of conversations uh, should be through him. My biggest problem because he, is that he threatened Joe Biden and he threatened the United States and pretty much anybody else uh, saying, and don't quote me word for word, but if you go to assist Taiwan, if China decides to attack and take it over, that there will basically be hell to pay, that we will hold you accountable and we will come after you. He used much stronger words. Uh, again, I'm just... Uh, giving you the gist of it, uh, and that's a problem. Joe Biden had literally no response for that. So he just got threatened. And if you don't think, you know, for at any time here, China is testing the waters to see where we are at. If you don't think that that was a test, it absolutely was a test to see how much of a backbone the Biden administration has, which, I mean... <laughs> Do you really need to even test that? But okay, that's a test to see how much backbone they have. And are we actually going to do anything if they do truly decide to invade Taiwan? The answer <laughs> is absolutely no.
No, Joe Biden is not going to do probably any more than provide them with military weaponry support, maybe some financial support that ultimately will end up in the hands of China, and they'll get even more of our weaponry and even more of our money, which will enrich them even more, and it will better equip their military with our weaponry, with our technology that they can uh, take apart and now gain, in their hopes, gain technology they didn't have prior to that, and it just is going to make them that much more formidable of an enemy. (sighs) Joe Biden is about the weakest president, I think you could say, has ever sat in the Oval Office. I don't think there are many weaker than him. I know for a fact, because I saw the way he, the way he negotiated and the way he spoke to the Taliban, I saw how he treated Kim Jong-un. I know President Trump, had that been said to him, that conversation he would have told him, you got, you're going to give us hellfire, you better tighten up because I'm going to give you some hellfire. Okay? You're going to be the one in hot water, not me. And I know he would. I know Trump would not back down from that. Trump would not only stand his ground, but Trump would take control of the conversation and tell uh, China, slow it down or I'm going to put you in your place. But instead, we got the decaying corpse in the White House that is... Yes, okay, we understand. No problem. We're sorry. We want to be just like you. Don't get mad at us. We love you. We're going to send you more money. We're going to cancel tariffs. We're going to make sure we enrich you. We're trying. Just give us your secret on how to govern your people the way that you do. Tell us what we need to do in America to make sure that we look just like China, that we run just like you do, so that way we could have infinite power and we could squash all the bugs beneath us. That's the type of response that goes back out. Now, obviously, I was mouthing off there, but more or less, that's where they're at, okay? Because Joe Biden doesn't care about this country. Joe Biden doesn't care about Taiwan. Joe Biden, I don't even think, cares about anything. He's just a mean, nasty, old crook. He has enriched himself using the United States, using his crackhead son, probably using his other dead son before he died for whatever he needed him for, using his daughter. He uses everybody to enrich himself. He doesn't care about this country. It's about him, his pleasures, his life. It has nothing to do with us. So again, here you have a president that's being threatened by another president of a very hostile country that has no response for him, which puts us in even more of a dangerous situation because the world is... There is so much unrest around the world right now. There are so many wars threatening to pop off. It just, we are in a bad spot because we are run by somebody who is against our country. That's really what it comes down to. Joe Biden hates the United States. He is against it. He's not strong. He's never been strong. Here's a guy that's been in Congress for 50 years and has done absolutely nothing. His one accomplishment that he'll keep throwing out there in in your face is that he got assault weapons banned. And if you go back and you look at all the data, his assault weapons ban did absolutely nothing for crime. If you actually look around, actually crime actually rose. So it had no effect on helping the United States at all, but that's his one claim to fame. Besides that, he was Obama's uh, little do boy running around doing whatever Obama told him to do at that time. What else does he have? He's got nothing. I mean, he's an accomplished racist. That's for, that's for sure. 
You know, it appears that he's an accomplished pedophile. I mean, hell, in his son's uh, phone, his name is uh, Pedo Peter or Peter Pedo, whatever the hell it is. So I guess he's accomplished something in his life. You know, he took inappropriate showers with his daughter at inappropriate ages. So you could say he's got some accomplishments. I mean, if you want to go straight to hell because you're just an evil piece of crap, he's got those under his belt. But beyond that, as far as what helps the American people, yeah, nothing. He has nothing. Uh, So, you know, going back to what I was originally at, I think it's less important to talk about COVID as I think it's much more important to talk about how China is threatening us that if we dare help uh, Taiwan at all when China decides to take them over, because it's not if, it's just when, when they go in there to take over Taiwan, if we dare help out, that more or less he threatened him with war. And Nancy Pelosi, naturally, she's going to be over there because she's another nasty old witch that doesn't want to back down from going uh, to Taiwan to try to ease tensions. She's going to head over there anyways and piss everybody off and get everybody more rowdy, which is, you know, it seems about normal by this time because the Biden administration, anything that would be the smart move, you know, diplomatically smart, holding a stand on your ground, showing you have some backbone, anything that would be good, they do the opposite of that. So makes sense, I guess, in their weird world. All right, and I, you know, I talked about this last week. I was mentioning words that they were changing, and Glenn Beck actually sent a tweet out, and I would like to, for anybody that's not on Twitter, and if you're not, believe me, I don't blame you. But uh, he was thinking the same thing, apparently, that I was. He just actually went out and got all of the uh, redefined words from the dictionary that the Biden administration has been trying to change since they've been in office. So I'm going to give you all the words that he went, uh, that he got together. I think it's important to see everything that they're trying and attempting to change the meaning of all the way around. And when you hear all the words, it's going to make all the sense in the world. So we're going, we're trying to redefine woman, fetus, uh, domestic terrorists, insurrection, voter suppression, illegal alien, anti-police, and now recession. (laughs) Everything that they do wrong, they are trying to redefine uh, and change it in the dictionary. So, yeah, obviously... Women, we know all about that one. They can't even define what a woman is. God forbid we got somebody on the Supreme Court right now that couldn't even tell you what a woman is. That's wonderful. They don't want to call it a fetus because giving it a name of fetus, you know, they don't like. And interesting fact about the word fetus, uh, I think in Latin, was it Latin? Yeah, I forget where I was reading this at. But I think in the word, I think in Latin, and you could, and not Latin American, and, and old Latin, um, you look it up. I believe fetus means little one. Uh, domestic terrorist. Yeah, they're trying to redefine that because that's what they're trying to define. Anybody that was in January 6th that was walking around the Capitol. Yeah, taking pictures. And they're trying to call them domestic terrorists. Insurrection. They sure as hell don't know what an insurrection is because I got to be honest with you. And we've, I've said this and you know this for a fact because you're all smart people that listen here. Okay. If that was supposed to be an insurrection in the United States, that was about the weakest, sorriest attempt at an insurrection, I think, in the history of the world. So, But they want you to believe that that was an insurrection, like they were there to overthrow the government. Voter suppression, okay, voter suppression is not requiring someone to have an ID. 
Voter suppression is not making sure that you're eliminating dead people from voting rolls. Voter suppression is not eliminating drop boxes or having drop boxes that are manned. And voter suppression is not limiting the amount of time you go to the voting box. Voter suppression would be uh, blacks are not allowed to vote. That would be voter suppression. Women are not allowed to vote. That would be voter suppression. Okay. The other ones are strict voting laws to make sure we run a clean and fair election. Illegal alien, God forbid, you're not even allowed to say illegal alien in most cases anymore. You, you have to say migrants or I don't know what other term they're using now, but you're not allowed to say illegal alien because God forbid, it's so offensive. You called them an illegal alien. Well, that's what the hell they are. I'm sorry. They're alien to this country and they are illegally entering. So they are an illegal alien for better or worse. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Anti-police. Yeah, that one. I mean, give me, Really? <laughs> These people, yeah, you're anti-police. You're anti-police. Uh, and now recession, where since the beginning of time, a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. You're in a recession. But now they're trying to say, no, 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 because there's some spots here that we're doing so well, even though it was a negative growth. There's some spot. You know, we made a lot of jobs. We, we, we did a lot of jobs. Yeah. Except those are the jobs people already lost. Did you make anything new? Have you brought anything new to the table? Or are you just doing spins and plays on words because you think everybody's stupid? Which is exactly what they do. I thought it was important to bring that back up because there were more words than I can remember. Remember, a lot of these people, Glenn Beck and everybody, they have teams. Not saying that he couldn't have thought of that himself. But they have teams that watch over and do follow-ups and watch over stories. As well as Glenn Beck, I'm sure, looks and reads into most of this stuff himself. But it's, I'm sure it's a lot easier to keep up on information and update people on information when you have a team of people maybe nudging you and going, hey, remember two weeks ago you talked about this? Look, this came up. You might want to talk about it again. Then it is, you know, it's easier to have that happen. And then when you're just flying solo, working 50 hours a week, and doing this on a side, and you're trying your best to keep up with everything because you know how fast uh, news moves nowadays. Uh, f uh, coming up, okay, I am going to have somebody on who is a specialist, been doing it for a long time in Medicare. We're going to have a conversation. His name is Doug. I will give you further detail later in the week. This will be an episode for next week. But he's going to tell you about the scam with Medicare. If you are older or you're getting close to the age of Medicare, I'm sure he's going to have some pretty good advice for you on that. I also asked uh, either last week or the week before about anybody who has been a listener since the beginning. Uh, I had a few people reach out to me. And the people that did reach out to me, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put them, I'm going to have an episode where I bring them on. Because if you've been listening, you've been listening over two years you know, and everybody has a story. So one of the, uh, one of my more funny ones is uh, Boogie Ma, which uh, when we get into it, I'll have her give you the actual way to say her last name, because <laughs> I'm sure I'm not saying it right. Although I like my way, Boogie Ma sounds cool, but we'll see. Uh, her husband's actually, what I ended up finding out, uh, works in the piping industry. He's one of the fortunate ones that did not lose his job when uh, the crazy lunatic in the White House got loose with the pen and started cutting off all of our energy sector. He was actually able to keep his job, so it should be interesting to talk to him. Uh, I also have another person who is an average, everyday, hard-working American, and again, everybody has a story. Farmer Drew I had on just because uh, 
you know, he knows what's going on in the on the in the farming industry, especially when pertaining to how they're getting killed with diesel fuel and farmers. Not only how hard they work, but what little profits they're making anymore because you have all these meat companies that are buying cows for next to nothing, but then charging us in the store top dollar for it. And he's in that world. So again, you don't have to be a specialist to be on my show because I believe that anybody in life, you're a specialist in what you do. Not everybody does what you do. So it is relevant to talk about it. And then depending on what you do, you may be feeling a lot more political pressures in your, um, field than other people may be feeling in their field. So everybody's got a story to tell. And I certainly like talking to average people as well as if I can get some politicians and everybody on here, it's hard to break through and reach out to these people. A lot of people that I'd like to speak to are probably on a level where they have limited time and they're going to go with the largest exposure that they can get. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting closer every day. Um, but yeah, next week should be a pretty good week. We sh- I should have a few different episodes with guests on so you can hear different stories that I think are going to be interesting and fun to do. So stay tuned this week and definitely be prepared for next week. Next week should be a good week as well. All right. If you'd like to see any videos that I do, because remember now they are going to be separate from the podcast. We're going to go that route and see if that works out a little better. Um, YouTube, Little Joe CC, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section. If you'd like to follow me, True Social, at The Real Little Joe. Beyond that, it is Monday, so we got the rest of the week ahead of us. We'll get through it.